Golden Globies. Last week we had one earth-shattering t- catastrophe that led to apes taking over. This week we have a whole new earth-shattering uh, apocalypse that has resulted in some crazy shit. What was this one? Germ warfare. Yeah, germ warfare. What what germ do you think they used? COVID nineteen. COVID seventy five. I'm sorry. This is in the far off future. This movie takes place in the far off future of 1977. Right. And it broke out in 75, which they let us know. They hammer that home because we see the calendar from 1975. March of 1975. Coincidence? March of 2020 is when COVID broke out. Just a little bit of a coincidence. I went back. I did. I the did a year d- after my I was one year old when one this year's the, old. I remember I remember yeah. people when, I saw you in this movie you were one of the kids Yeah I thought Charlton Heston was like god Yeah <laughs> You were the one bright eyes <laughs> Are you a monster or are you a god <laughs> I'm both <laughs> By the way I'm I'm doing uh Phil Hartman's impression from yeah, Simpsons, yeah, yeah. Simpsons. Of, yeah I can't do a Charlton Heston somewhere. You got to have a really big mouth and big teeth in order to do he a Charlton He does have some big teeth Like he is the Gary Busey pre Gary Busey He does yeah Fucking huge ass mouth yeah, I put uh, one of our my tweets that got ignored I put up was uh him Laughing at Landon in the beginning, and yeah. those choppers were man, that's oh, frightening. Yeah, it's so intense. He's laughing, but you're terrified. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is the second movie in the Charlton Heston '70s apocalyptic trilogy, um, based on the Richard Matheson book "I Am Legend," which apparently you saw the first edit. You recently watched the first adaptation of said book. Yeah. The Last Man on Earth starring Vincent Price. What was your review? What's, what's well, your... Thanks for Mike for putting that on his Plex server. All those great movies up there. So I had some extra time, decided you were telling me about it last week. You were saying we're yeah. doing this, and there's a bunch of... Uh, Suppose I've... I've seen bits of it. I can't. If I've seen it all, I don't remember. But supposedly, this is the definitive. The version. Last Man on Earth. As you know, yeah. There's Last Man on Earth. There's the Omega Man we're doing today, and then there's the Will Smith I Am, Am Legend. Legend, which I've never seen. Probably never will. Yeah, I'm not planning to. Um, but so it was very different in tone. You were saying this is closer to the book, and it's very much the Vincent slower. Price one. Yes, Vincent Price one. Yeah. Um, it was. Very good, but it was definitely a movie of that time where it's slower paced. Like they don't even have very good, low budget. Very I mean, low. It's a public domain movie. Okay. Yeah. So. Very low budget. Uh like the action in it is very. It's Vincent Price. Yeah. Come yeah. On. He's sad. like probably in his fifties at this time. So it's like they, they didn't even do a good cutaway when he was like bashing one guy with a board. But we were talking about it because they were like, "Are these fucking vampires?" Because in that, it was even more confusing. They looked yeah. identical to what we would later identify as zombies. Zombies, yeah, yeah, which hadn't been invented yet. I mean, they had, but the tech. The, I mean, the literal voodoo version obviously had been around before okay. with like the movie White Zombie with Bela Lugosi. But as we call them now, the George Romero version. No, that was like I think seven or eight years later when Night of the Living Dead. Came okay. Out. Because these guys tattered clothes, which are technically ghouls. That's what they are. They're not zombies. Okay, ghouls. I, I don't know why people. I'm not talking about what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about Night of the Living Dead. A ghoul is a flesh eating like creature. Okay. Yeah. So what's a zombie supposed to be? Then? A zombie is just a slave. It's like it's a person. I don't even know if they're dead. They're put. They're you're put in a catatonic state and you're like a slave. Okay. 
Yeah, it's a so voodoo let's thing. Just, we'll go ahead and just refer to these dudes as ghouls, but tattered clothes, yeah. mumbly, moaning. I, you don't really get to see if they bite or anything because they don't survive on flesh. They just survive on whatever. They're just existing with whatever hit them. So they do get into the, you know, now, uh, I don't remember. Well, what. we do learn in the movie Omega Man, they eat food like regular people. Yes. So, yeah, we don't even know what they are. Well, they're well, in this one, they're obviously they have, they're, they're survivors of a virus. Right. And there's, all, of course, our main character's hunt for the hive. He's trying to get rid of these ones. But the big reveal, I don't know if I, it's, a, it's an 80-year-old movie. Uh, of course, is that the main character who is just surviving is actually the monster. And everybody right. has basically been like, we've moved on. Like, we're trying to just exist. You're hunting us down and murdering us, and we're just trying to exist. Right. We don't get that vibe in this movie. <laughs> no, this is this is clearly Heston is the hero, and he's they're the villains. But what's really interesting you mentioned the coincidences with uh, the COVIDs getting released and everything. Very much coincidental because it's a, it's a virus that chokes you to death in this movie, which is similar to COVID. Correct. It affects mainly older people. Correct. It kills older people in this movie. Yeah. And the young people, it, it slowly, it, it's real. it's... It's scary how it is like COVID because it doesn't affect the kids that much, but we really don't know how much it affects the kids because it slowly – because there's a a middle stage, which are what the family, the characters of the family are, which is the whatever, vampire, zombie, ghoul, whatever you want to call it. There's also asymptomatic people who suddenly become symptomatic, so there's that going on with it. Like, I mean, everything about it just lines up a little too well. Right. This movie was, was a PSA. And they, on top of it, there's, there's rumblings of China being involved. That's right. And Russia was involved, too. Oh, oh my God, Marie. So there's a lot of wet markets going on in 1975, <laughs> dude. It's a lot of bad eating. I really enjoyed this interpretation of it. it I guess it was a lot sillier. Yeah, with- it was. It, it got a real, like. There was a cheapness to it, though. It didn't have very much like a 70s TV movie feel, even though it was a major film. Like, the, the music was awful in this You movie. didn't like it? No, it was very... Like, start getting hot music. Okay. Da, 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 da. I don't know. It's just I was like... really enjoying... Because it was a lot of organ and drums, and I love... Yeah, okay. Okay, so I was really digging it. But, uh... Yeah, just the look of it was kind of cheap to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't see, it didn't seem cinematic to me. The first half... I love the first half's great. I love the beginning. Yeah, the first half... It kind of petered out a little for me. I, I, I agree with that. The first half, when he's driving around the empty city and everything, and all the debris flowing around, that looked fucking cool as shit. I was really enjoying that. But it does get really condensed for the second half of the movie, and we're just in like his apartment and stuff. And that one street that they're always walking down and burning all the houses down and everything. Yeah. So it's good. Well, and that one apartment is obviously a set on top of it. Yeah, them, yeah, which, of which course. Kind of look, made added to the cheapness to me. Cool. Good cheap movies. So yeah, this is this is a fun little trope. Trope? I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's a fun little action movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's what we do. We do fun action movies. Speaking of which, did you see Prey yet? Because you were talking about you were going to watch Prey. I didn't get around to watching it. I've been hearing mixed reviews about it. Uh-oh. Uh I'm. I mean, I think we both agreed it sounded like an interesting premise to it. Predator in the 1700s. Oh, that's 
I didn't remember what it was. Okay. Yeah. Now you do. No, I do. And there's a lot of outrage on the internet, as always, because the fem- is a female lead, and, oh, she's too perfect, or she's not perfect enough, or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, saw s- some clips. It's a lot of CGI in it, bad CGI. Oh, no. Yeah. There's all the, like, the animals are, like, CGI'd. What? Oh, like, Predator catching and ripping yeah, them up Yeah, he and fights, stuff? like, a bear that's obviously CGI, and... Why would you have Predator fight a... Oh, I guess... Anyways. But the review I saw of it brought up... I totally forgot this movie happened. The Shane Black, who was in Predator... Okay. And wrote Lethal Weapon, a lot of classic like action movies. His reboot of Predator that came out in, I think, 2018. We might have to do that like next month. We might have to <laughs> review that one because people... They think that's considered the worst Predator movie ever made. All right. I'm down. If so, this movie had bad I mean, CGI, I can't imagine what that movie oh had. Oh, my God. So, well, I don't know. At least that one went to the theaters. This one went straight to Hulu. Wow. And apparently they said there was two. there's two versions. There's the English version and the Comanche language version. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit because what they did was they just dubbed the Comanche language on. They did not film two separate. Right. So yes, technically, and I and they and the review I, I saw and I agree with them. It was probably just covering their ass. Yep, because people are gonna flip out. Like, why the fuck are they, they're, they're Indians? Why are they speaking English? Right, because it's a dumb predator movie. That's why we're not <laughs> doing fucking like. Yeah, if you, you want to get upset, get upset with Dances with Wolves that had Indians speaking English throughout it. All right, and Kevin Costner, you can forgive it for Kevin Costner. I, yeah, I'm never gonna forgive you, Kevin Costner. You know what you did. <laughs> That could have been if if your mom had her way, he'd be your dad right now. That's right. We would have three more laser disc faults if that were true. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about this movie. Okay, I'm just I'm padding it a little because I think I we're gonna breeze through this one. We people get upset when we do the the sub ninety minute. Nobody, I don't know what the sweet spot is with <laughs> our, our fans because over two hours they kind of don't like, but then under ninety they don't like. Interesting. So I don't know. We're going to try to hit that 90-minute mark on here. But I don't know because, like I said, this is very – I mean, I'll, that's, I, I enjoyed watching it because it went quick. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, like looking at my watch, looking at the clock, like when is this ending so I can stop doing these fucking notes. And how often do we get to say that? Yeah. It's, and like because it's just like – and I mean, we got, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. Griff's going out of town. We're doing double duty today. Yeah, this is this is this is old school, Griff. We're recording on a Wednesday. That's right. We haven't done that and since COVID started. Yeah, it's been a long time. If you guys ever wondered why we release episodes on Wednesday, because originally we recorded and we just threw it right out there yep. immediately after recording it. We would meet at the comic book store. We would come back over uh, here. We would record. Then I'd walk over and. Put the episode together and throw it out all in one night. Right. So it's like it's, it's, it's a little old school right now. It is a little old school. Back in the day, we didn't do 25-minute openers. So that's why we're going to keep it classic and have okay. a short opener. Okay. So uh, let's get into this fucking movie. We'll get to the trailer. Uh, last week, we found out how fucked up things were 2,000 years ago. We only get a load in 1977, people. Shit really hits the fan with the trailer for The Omega Man. One creature caught 
caught in a place he cannot stir from in the dark, alone, outnumbered hundreds to one, nothing to live for but his memories, nothing to live with but his gadgets, his cars, his guns, gimmicks. And yet the whole family can't bring him down out of that, that hunky paradise, brother. Oh, my God. In a world gone mad. Our fellow countrymen are dying. In the city of Los Angeles. Hospitals have begun to crack under the strain. In the aftermath of biological Armageddon. Now the question is survival. A ruthless band of outlaws rules the night. But one man rules the day. The Omega Man. He's a man clinging to the life he once led. You are the refuse of the past. You're full of crap. A man hell-bent on eliminating the creatures that stalk him. We were chosen for just this work. You're barbarians. A man who thinks he's the last person on Earth. There's never a cop around when you need one. Until the day he meets her. Up against the wall, you mother. Now he's discovered something the whole world needs. There was a vaccine, just an experimental batch. He could save the world. And he'll stop at nothing to rescue humanity. Throw away those cows. Halloween costumes and get these people organized, damn it. Academy Award winner Charlton Heston. Are you fellas really with the Internal Revenue Service? Anthony Zerby. Take him to the little room. And Rosalind Cash. You got any more questions, fathead? In a film from the director of Mosquito Squadron. They're not scary like that. The Omega Man. He's not the last man on Earth, but he's mankind's last hope. Another day, another dollar. Hmm. All right, we are opening up in beautiful downtown LA, just vacant. It's nothing but. Well, you got to remember, this is the. It was filmed in 1971, 70, 71, and population for LA was only 2,342. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of empty space. There's a lot of room. Can you help us out here? Because these buildings are fucking huge. Well, not that huge. What point did they have enough people where they were building buildings that big? People were bigger back then. Oh. So they needed more space. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Got it. But yeah, we open up desolate LA. Trash everywhere. Yo. We see our hero, Robert Neville, and his Cadillac convertible. Got the 8-track smooth jazz he puts it in. Oh, yeah. Little Kenny G blaring, and it's, he's it's it's good. And he's doing everything we would do if we lived. We just going. Not, he's not stopping any fucking red lights, right? He's just going. And I like that he's keeping up a habit. He's been alone, as we'll learn very quickly, for two years. And he's like, I still got to go to the grocery store. I'm gonna go check out some clothes today. He's keeping up his appearances. He's keeping up habits. This is interesting. Right. Well, you're gonna go insane if you don't break your. You, if you do break your like yeah, regiment, you, you got to keep the old uh, thinker. You know, it's called brain. Along. Yeah, yeah. What's that? It's called a brain. But it's called the brain. Thinker, I guess. Thinker. Works. Come on, I told you, my Noodle. thinker's not working today. We need to tinker with your thinker. I'll try because people want to hear this. Well, so, it just so happens that Neville, as he's driving by, he sees a tinkering shadow up in uh, like the did third. Did you floor. notice there was a lot of unnecessarily sped up footage in this, especially in the scene we're going to talk yeah. about right now? Where he stopped, he decides he's like, you know what? I'm gonna stop at this red light. I'm gonna, I want to, I want to imagine what it was like. Oh, to, he actually stopped at a red light. I don't here. know. He just stops. I don't know. Oh, because the way I saw the scene, he's driving by at sixty, sees a shadow, fucking does a handbrake turn, 
gets out of the car all sped up and just starts shooting at the window. Yeah, unloads at this person wearing, a, at the, I think they played guitar for Ghost, the original Ghost. Yeah, original Ghost. They got the hoods on, and he just blasted this fucker. So you're like, what the fuck's going on? I liked, I liked that we didn't get a crawl in the beginning. We were totally just thrown into this world, and we had to figure it out ourselves. Right, I like that. And so now we're going into the credits. Not a crawl, the credits. Just seeing yeah. who's in this fucking movie. And then we come back, and Nav- did Neville crash his car? His, he blew a tire, so oh, he was crashed. But this is what I loved about it, because he's like, fuck it. It's like it's a tissue, a piece of tissue paper to him. He's just like, I'm done with this car. He grabs the fucking tank of gas he has in the back. Yeah. Busts into another. It just happens to be across the street, a car dealership. What makes this work, what I like... He- I feel like Heston carries like the being alone a lot better than Vincent Price did. Price is weird and creepy and everything, and it works for the vibe. But Heston in this role, like he's he was so good when he's just like never a cop when you need one because cop would change the tire. Apparently, in the seventies, cops would change tires. If you're a for white you. man, yeah. If you're a white man, instead of you know straight white man, cis. Straight white male. Cis, straight, white. Got it. So, yeah, and then he's just like, it just so happens, a car dealership across the street, so he just breaks in there, notices the calendar from 75. That lets us know that in March 75 is when this outbreak happened. Yeah, and there's a there's a pinup girl on it, yeah. and he hasn't had sex in a few years, so that fog. I, what is that? What, what he is, did stop to masturbate, yeah. What kind of fog would that put in your brain, though? There's not even a woman around. It would be the most desperate fog of all because it can't be sated. Okay. You're just like, yeah, that'd be rough. Who's really got COVID in this movie? He's got no one to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I also liked that he, because uh, you don't see, I love like in like shit like Walking Dead, where they're, they're like, say, three years into the apocalypse, and... Cars start up like your battery be fucking dead. No cars would be starting two, three years into the apocalypse. Right. So they do a little scene. I don't know how he's recharging a battery, but he is at least tinkering underneath the hood before he takes off. Nice. So they're they're giving you a little. They're not insulting your intelligence too much. I like this. And like I said, he's got to continue about because you got to keep that tinker tinkering. Right. Well, he. You need sometimes for recreations. He's like, I don't you want to see a movie this afternoon. Yeah, you just know? gotta go fucking see a movie. So he just peels, like, he just bashes through the front window of the car. He didn't give a, a fuck. It's a drive-in theater right. now. Well, no, because he's just, no, no, I'm talking about when he's leaving. Oh, yeah, okay. Because he's just like, I'll just replace it with another car. I'm the only, I'm the last man on fucking earth. These are all my cars. That's right. So he stops, and he, the, only, the only thing they're playing at this theater is the movie Woodstock, the documentary about Woodstock. Oh, yeah. And he said, apparently he's seen this one a few times. This is his Rocky Horror. <laughs> because he's just mouthing every line to this movie. I like this scene, cause, or I read out of it. I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much. Cause I, I hate hippies. I loathe the whole hippie movement. It was a bunch of bullshit. It was yeah. self-indulgent. It was just about fucking and getting high. It had nothing to do with making the world a better yeah, place. Yeah, no, it seemed like the most obnoxious self Boomer shit. It's boomer shit. And the, Heston, the being of the greatest movie. generation, saw through that. And he's just like this. Boomer shit. Yeah. And cause because and then, and this is I think this is why I like this era. Like it's so bleak because the seventies were so bleak because we, we woke up from this hippie f- 
hippie fog. Fuck the pussy fog. This is the hippie fog where we thought we were going like, to change the world. And we just realized we're shit. Yeah. Human beings are shit. I agree with that 110%. 70 movies, 70s movies almost always have something in there that I'm like, fuck yeah, this, there's something always in there for right, me. Right, we came to our senses. We're like, we're never going to change the world. We're garbage. Human right. beings, the one thing we all have in common, we're all garbage. It's a common conversation I have with our dear friend Scratch. It's just about 70s movies and how bleak they are, and it's it's just good. I fucking love watching those movies. What's well, great, because this is the month for bleakness. Yeah. I told you, Griff, I'm going to kill all the men we picked up with, with barbed wire. Barbed wire of all barbed movies. Barbed wire. And I'm doing a good job so far. We're killing that moment. <laughs> We're going back to less listens. But anyway, yeah, so he's just like mouthing the words. He's like, ah, all right, time to leave. You know, he's heads out, turns left, realizes, fuck, sundown. I got caught up in the right. movie. And, we, and like, once again, we don't know what that means. We don't. So we're like, why does he give a shit? And then, remember, it's 77, the far off future. But not so far off, we still don't have cell phones. That's right. So there's a lot of pay phones out there. And they all start ringing. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? And he's freaking out. And then he just goes, there is no phone ringing, damn it! Because now we're seeing he's starting to lose his marbles. Yes. There is no phones ringing. This is all in his head. Right. Like, this scene as well, just loved it. All the shots of the phones nearby, the paper falling all, or going all, all in the air, and it's fucking cool. And this is where we get a lot of that fast forward <laughs> we're talking about. Because he's like, fuck, the sun's down in a half an hour, I gotta get home. Because he's on the other side of town. And yeah. L.A. traffic, even when you're the last man on Earth, is horrible. <laughs> right, right. Where did all the cars go? Where did all the cars go? I guess he crashed them all. That could have been I it. just see him doing that, like, just... Fuck, I'm going to drive off a cliff, you know, and to see if I can jump out at the last second. Why wouldn't you do shit like that? Right. If you, And it's like, why not? Because you have a death wish probably, too. It's like, right. there is no humanity to save. I'll just fucking, you know, do these death-defying stunts all the time. That could be fun. So he goes back to his crib, and he's got the fucking car, a garage door opener, opens it up. We think, oh, he's just going to drive right in. Yep. How did these... Are they in his building? How did they... I... That's what I have to imagine because there is – well, there is like the small balcony and one guy just like starts throwing hot or burning oil down yeah, on Yeah, they open these shutters of this window and he pours like a cauldron of yeah. hot oil and the guy throws a torch on it. Yeah. One guy tries to get on his hood and he just drives through him. Thank God he kept his whole big pile of cardboard boxes against the front of the wall. That's probably – Another thing that's so bad about this movie – the fucking stuntman for Charlton Heston, the awful gray wig he's yes. got. Charlton Heston, I mean, he's got he's wearing a wig himself because he's, he's balding. Oh, okay. but he has like light brown hair in the movie. But the fucking stuntman has a gray wig on. Yeah, it was a lot longer too. Very it, it, reminiscent of Star Trek action scenes. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. So he throws the one guy off into the boxes, and of course right. that's enough to bash <laughs> his brains in. He's not thinking with that tinker anymore. And then the two other guys that were, like, throwing oil on him jump down, and he just fucking guns him down with... He's got, like, a Thompson or something? It's like a submachine gun. Yeah, some kind of submachine gun. And then he closes the garage door. Yeah. And then he goes... He's got a little cachet of stuff he keeps locked up, you know, gasoline, a generator, because these fuckers have been wanting to get him for a while. Yeah. So we'll learn that he... Just in case uh, these fuckers cut the lights... 
He'll still or cut the electricity to his place. He'll have the generator back him up because, hey, we're dealing with quote-unquote vampires here, and they can't right. deal with any kind of light, any kind right. of light. Right, they're very light-sensitive. So he's got his whole house surrounded by spotlights, turns them on at night, he, and he turns on his uh, his uh, meditation uh, fountain he's got out there that, that starts up. Oh, yeah. And uh, we see him start going up the ele- his elevator because he's on, mm-hmm. like, the third floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of drifts into uh, some news coverage from years back. We get a shot of a guy we're going to meet later on as a newscaster named Matthias. Oh, he was the newscaster? Yes, I knew you wouldn't have picked that up. But yes, he was the newscaster. And he's talking about there's a war, a border war happening between China and Russia at the Mm. moment. And there's talk of, of biological warfare happening. But that's it. They don't really go into it, you know. This, but, but once again, like, this is the 70s where nuclear annihilation can happen any moment now. Right. So there's little allusions to that. Well, I, I think we actually see, like, a nuclear bomb go off. Like, and we do that thing where it's like, it's like we see Charlton Heston, but they're, they're yeah, layered. Yeah, hi- it's uh, overimposed or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's called, uh, so, yeah, we're just getting a quick little gl- glimpse into why... A three-second explanation of why there's no other humans around right now. There was a horrible war. All right. I'm fine with that. So Neville gets into his apartment. You can see he has a little statuesque comrade in there. He's got a bust of Julius Caesar. He dresses up. He's like like the uh, the old middle Midwest moms that dress up their their concrete goose they got on their their front porch. He dresses up his uh, Caesar bust and, like, of course, this is March, so he dresses up like a leprechaun. Of course. Because it's St. Patrick's Big Day. Big orange beard. Right. Always has Irish whiskey uh, shots in front of it. And a chessboard. Because he's got he's to keep his, 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 he's got to tinker with his thinker. Yeah, that's right. And so he's, you know, he's got to keep himself sharp. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be like Griff right now where he's <laughs> just in a fog. fog. Are you in the pussy fog right now? No, I'm not in the pussy fog. Yeah, I thought you were getting pussy right now. Oh. <sighs> so... He uh let's he, rate this chessboard though. Those those fucking pieces were pretty pretty dope looking. Hand carved possibly. I thought I, it was a Dungeon and Dragons type thing going on. <laughs> pewter figures? Yeah, it was pewter figures. He I painted mean, they, a few of them. They look like they were about and then he realized it was too difficult and yeah. it was going to break his mental capacity. Right. I mean, could you paint a pewter figure? No, I could not at all. I don't and know you love painting that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't do it. No. Yeah. Shit, it's crazy. How do they? They got to have like a magnifying glass, right? They do. And like what? Like a like a, a, a thing one, of one hair. One hair. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No. <laughs> so he and he also has a high tech security system. He turns on. This was the era where Charlton Heston's like people gotta see my body, my beautiful body. He immediately rips his shirt off. Yes, because he's wearing like a leisure suit throughout this fucking yeah. movie. He and he's a showing talking about fucking. Bronson's chest. Come on. Ooh. Yeah, his chest. He's a wide man. He, yeah, he's he, barrel chest. Very barrel chest. Broadest. Old school shoulders. muscle man body. That is it. Got the fucking chest hair going off. Little peck gel on there. Tastefully. Tasteful. Yeah. And he, I like he had this little chest hair wig, too. Yeah, he, did have, he was balding on his chest as well. <laughs> and so he's just like... You see, the one camera's on him. I don't know how that happened. Like, he's looking at himself in the I did giant love. screen TV. It seemed like uh, it seemed like a moment where he was, he was just, uh, like, I, the only word I can think of to explain is shooting for a minute here, where he goes, uh, when he's got Lisa in his apartment, he goes, I'm a narcissist. 
because the camera's on him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just he didn't lose his sense of humor just because yeah. he's last man on earth. Doesn't mean you can't laugh sometimes. Yeah. So he's getting ready for dinner. So he's he's looking outside. Then he hears Neville. That is the fucking creepiest Neville. part. I'm glad they did that in this movie too because they did it on Last Man on Earth. And the fact that he's just going about his business while ghouls are outside his window just going, Neville. Oh, this is the ghouls night out. It's ghouls night out. Ghoul, ghoul, ghouls night out. Maybe that'll be the opener. I don't know. So, yeah, so we see some of the ghouls. We see Matthias, who's who we saw earlier as the newscaster, played by Anthony Zerby, most famously known as the Phantom in Kiss and the Phantom of the Amusement Park. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> we might need to do that. Yeah, someday. I was just going to say, is that a movie? Yeah, it was a TV movie. I remember that. <laughs> I loved it because I was three when it came out. Okay, okay. But Hanna Barbera made it. That just tells oh, you the quality. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Yeah, it might be a. We got something special planned for Schlocktober. That might be a bonus episode. Oh, we do. Yes, I do. <laughs> that might does. be a bonus episode. That would be cool. Look That's for that in Schlocktober. But and we, I. You, you, yeah, I know you didn't recognize this guy, Zachary. I recognized him because he's no stranger to Golden Globus Theater. You I know? couldn't read his eyes. He, they, yeah, you're right. They all wear mir- mirrored shades. Yeah, he was. He, I don't. I don't blame you for not remembering him because he was only. He had his bit part in the Buck Rogers episode we did oh. of the Gorn, Zorn, Gorn, Zorn, Vorvan, Vorvan, the vampires, yeah. which we talked about last week. We did. He was a doctor on there who got turned into a space vampire. Yeah. Yeah, he had a mustache in that one, though. Oh, okay. see, I, yeah. I read mustaches, too, and if he didn't have a mustache, I couldn't tell. So they're talking, and they're, they they give us a little exposition about what was happening, and we realize that Matthias, is he's a cult leader of a group called The Family, which I think is supposed to be kind of reminiscent. reminiscent I didn't even say it right when I slow. It's like, what's going on with I us today? I don't know. <laughs> It's Wednesday. Yeah, you we're know all what that our means. fucking body clocks off. <laughs> it is. So, um, reminiscent, reminiscent of the Manson family, because this is just literally a couple years after that shit happened. Oh, okay. I'm sure they're calling back to that a little. Okay. And because he's like a, like a Jesus type figure. And they. These people are definitely very anti vax. Oh, yeah. They're COVID deniers. COVID deniers. But, They're like, my body, my choice. But they took the the whole, like, biblical, like, wh- what do they call those types of people? But they take the Bible literally to the point where they don't uh, they don't believe in electricity. They're basically Amish. They're Amish. They're Luddites. They yeah, Luddites. Want, yeah. They don't want anything to do. They, they blame technology for this disease when technology is what's going to stop this disease. Right. And so this is interesting, too, because this is where it's They, like, pray it away. Yeah. They, they, why don't they just pray it away? But actually, because it doesn't work, they, they probably tried. They embrace uh, their changing, their markings, as they call them. Well, hey, Matthias is like, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. That's his That's philosophy. That's true. You got to give him credit for that. So he's just like, hey, this is who I am. Accept me. I'm a fucking pale faced ghoul with lesions on my face. Oh yeah. Well, Jesus had lesions. Did he? What? Well, he got lashed. He got lashes. Well, lashes. Big, big difference between someone whipping you and having herpes sores all over your face. Well, if they follow the path of Jesus when they get to heaven, he cured that guy with leprosy, so they'd probably he'd probably help them out, right? Anyways, so he uh, he's he's basically Matthias is a player hater. Is what he is. He's jealous of Neville. He's jealous of that that big broad chest of his. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, he just he wants to destroy Neville, but not by the tools that destroyed the world as we were. Right. He has principles, at least. He sticks to. He, yeah. I mean. So the family, they've gone full Unabomber right now. They're Ted Kaczynskiing it up. They're going. They, to- all, all, they all are wearing hoodies and mirror chains. Yes. It's very interesting. <laughs> Do you think Ted Kaczynski saw this movie and was moved by it to become the way he is? I think he did. 100%. Ah. That was the, actually, uh, I did watch the documentary about him, and he would go to the local library and he'd watch this movie every Thursday. So we get a flashback, and we see Neville. He's this. He's. Uh, I believe he was like in his. Um, what's it called? His office. Yeah. And of course, he's a chemist or something. He is a colonel in the army, but he is a chemist, specializing oh. in biological warfare. Oh. So his whole and he explains later his job was to find vaccines for diseases that hadn't been invented yet. Yes, of course. So he's been working feverishly on a vaccine for this thing that, which has, has hit the community. We're seeing we, they actually had a scene in the beginning of the movie where we see people choking to death, right, and just dead in their cars. And so he's working on. It and he thinks he has something that could work. It hasn't been experimented on, and in, in the lab test yet. I, we, we're not medical people. We should have we should have had Mattingly here today because he knows all about this stuff. It's he was ba- basically looking for the technology we use to make the COVID vaccine, where he he was able to get they were able to re- replicate it so much quicker without it having to be the actual uh, virus injected into you. He's just drawing blood from bats. That's all he's doing in this scene. He had a lot of bats. Oh. He was in a cave. Yeah. And he thinks he's got it. So he, he's, get to the chopper! So he gets to the chopper. They take off. We see him running by, and there's already bodies, like, kind of passing out. Yeah. People vomiting. Hospitals are full. People with explosive diarrhea. It's all, it's awful. There's just bodily fluids everywhere. Right, right. I wish we could have had he a scene. slips in some shit. I- <laughs> <laughs> it was a little... It took me out of the movie because it was very Three Slap. Stooges. It was slapsticky. Yeah. yeah. I, I, if you want to add some humor into here, get Ginty <laughs> in the background and his jowls explode or something because that's something the audience can cheer it's for. It's a PG movie. We can't get away with that. I think we can. We got... Well, we'll get to that later. So it gets to the little chopper. They take off. And as luck would have it, just then the pilot decides to get... They don't even tell us what the disease is called. COVID, I would call it COVID-77. It's COVID. Yeah, it's COVID-75. Five. And, you know, the pilots tell him, yeah, I was at this great fish concert the other night. Was fish around back then? Yeah, they were around Of back course then. they were. And he's just like, yeah, man, fuck mass, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but droplets of moisture <laughs> everywhere and people breathing on each other. There was a pretty big orgy, too. I got in it. I threw an elbow or two. And then he's like, <laughs> God damn it! You got the COVID-75! <laughs> and then he just collapses immediately. And then he starts coughing. He's like, fuck, I'm trapped in this little thing with this guy. Yeah. He gave me the COVID. And I didn't even get the fucking an orgy. <laughs> and so the, 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 he tries, tries, he might, he tries to take over. He grabs the throttle, I think is what it's called. Yeah, uh, yoke. Yoke, and he crashes immediately. <laughs> and we get we get to see this huge explosion. Of course, it's just like they land the helicopter, and then an explosion goes off. Yeah, you know? and then we see Heston Neville covered in blood. He walks away. He's like, Dude, what do you do? Leap out the last second? You yeah, know? He, he pulled the Bronson in Violent City. He rolled out from underneath it, was on fire, but he stopped, dropped, and rolled. And then his little satchel of vials of – there's only one vial that didn't get broken of the yep. vaccine. He's like, fuck it. I might as well inject. He's dying. He's like choking on his own 
fucking yeah. phlegm. Didn't even take the time to like get to skin. He's just like right through the jeans. <laughs> yeah. So that was. And that luck worked. would have it, he found the vaccine, the proper mix. One in a billion. I mean, yeah. we're gonna learn. This is a theme throughout this movie. This is one lucky motherfucker. Come back to the family. They say well, they do it old school. So old school. They get a bolt thrower. This Hell is what yeah. a bolt thrower is, Griff. Yeah, yeah. It's a gigantic <laughs> crossbow, basically. It's fucking awesome. And they're gonna launch like like uh, arrows with like fire tips on them. Yeah, it's too bad that they don't have like a mathematician in uh, the the family. Because well, they deny they're they're science deniers. They can't have a mathematician. M- math is a science. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they can't do that. So they they're. They're basically winging it. They're doing like the. Have you ever seen? I saw this somewhere where like Jewish people try to get around that you can't do anything on do Sunday. The, yeah, that's they. You can't on the Sabbath. They can't work. Right. It's Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Their, their Sabbath is Saturday. Okay, but they were doing things where it was like it's. See, it's not against God will if I accidentally like dial the phone and pick it up. And they well, were like doing all these little cheats. Yeah, well, that's it's called a, a human being. We right, just, but. We want to believe in shit. At the same time, we don't, we want to do the shit we want to do. Right. We want to be children. Right. Because well, you saw the scene where the family was soaking. That's true. <laughs> I don't remember what episode we explained soaking. You're gonna have to listen to all our episodes for that one. <laughs> That's true. I don't remember it. But but yeah. So uh, <laughs> Neville, he's this. This is like every day he deals with this shit. So he puts on his best Austin Powers cosplay. He's got the green velvet jacket with a giant. I think this was a cravat, I believe. That's right. He's asking uh, Caesar, uh, "What day is it? Sunday. I dress up for Sunday, and he's got the fucking giantest hot dogs I've ever seen. <laughs> Those motherfuckers are girthy as hell. Well, he's got the pick of the litter. It's all whatever he wants. Uh, Murray, it's been two years. <laughs> These are preservatives in the 70s that's true. for killer, though. That, that's true. A little lead in there. Yeah. And were they sure they weren't brats? They might have been brats. They were pretty they girthy. Were, they were girthy as fuck. And he's like, Caesar, do I make you horny, baby? He's just doing the whole Because that's the only movie. Woodstock and Austin Powers. <laughs> and the only movies he has. So he's just constantly referencing it. Yeah, he's doing. He's got the teeth like Austin Powers. He does. <laughs> he's doing a nice like little drunken jig around the house. I do this too when I'm starting to feel, uh, you know, comfortable at night or something. And he's having a good time. And there's fireballs flying at his house. He's just like, ah, they fucking at it again out there. Goes to yell at the kids to get off his lawn. With a gigantic fucking sniper rifle. He had the biggest scope I've ever fucking. It was like a floodlight. Put that on the fucking on a, a handgun. I want to see that. The giant floodlight scope. Right. And he just starts picking them off. Like, doo, 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 fucking blows up the bolt thrower. Yeah. He's like, all right. Yeah, he actually wasn't. It didn't seem like he was really aiming at the family members right here. He was just trying to knock out that bolt thrower. Yeah. And then he just goes back to playing chess. I see you haven't made a move yet, Caesar. Next morning... Neville goes out for a nice sub four minute Roger Bannister mile run. Oh yeah, because you got to keep shape. Even if you're the last man, you never you might find a woman. I'm you su- got to stay in shape. I'm surprised after this he didn't just take his jacket off because he, he we, did. He did later in this. Yeah, yeah, in a minute here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Right, he's just toweling himself off now. But he's, he's still searching for that nest. He wants to kill them all at one time. Right. So again, we got to get into the whole idea. We, we hear this constantly throughout all. Well, last man on earth and this. Where I gotta find the hive. 
the nest or the nest yeah and he's like recording this shit you know for i don't know why no one who's gonna be there to listen to this shit i guess being a general would put this kind of habit in your brain well, like a record or colonel excuse me yeah. of like recording and keeping notes for other people well he did say he's a narcissist and he is an art so you think he so, goes home and listens to the tape and blanks <laughs> it to him well, he just thinks everything I say has to be important, you know. So he has or to for, for for the future generations, if there are any, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know if the whole world is like this. He just knows where his area is. That's true. You know? I it mean, could think, be survivors, think, and there are. Thinking like a true conservative, he's like, I'm going to make fucking forty billion dollars off this book when you know I find the humans again. I'm going to sell the rights to my story. Right, have Vincent Price play me in a movie? There we go. That's perfect. So you want. I thought he wanted into a hotel. It looked like a hotel. It was a hotel. Yeah. I thought okay. it was a mansion. It was a hotel. And we get some jump scares. We see some like dried up, desiccated bodies. Yeah, yeah. There's cobwebs everywhere. And then he's walking by and he sees a garbage can, a little sardine can opened. All the sardines are gone. You just see yep. a little bit of that oil. But there's juice. Oil. Cheeto, flaming hot Cheeto bag. Of course, they're family, just like Juggalos. They're <laughs> right. always getting the sardines and flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> and empty rock and rye Fago bottle. <laughs> of course. With some, like, chaw spit in it. They're really white trash in it. They're really trash in it. And he, 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 he gets some of that sardine oil, rubs it between his fingers, sniffs it, t- taps it on his tongue. Looks around, gets a you know, feel of his surroundings, and sees a door marked manager. And he's like, I'd like to speak to that manager. So he kicks in the door, and sure enough, there's a slumped-over family member just head down on a desk. Family. Family. <laughs> it is a juggalo. It is. I know. So he's looking for the gathering. That's what Neville's looking for. It is, it's no longer the nest or the hive. It is the gathering. And he, I guess he waits. I, you do not combine sardines with flaming hot Cheetos. We all know that. It's like it's like soda and uh, pop rocks. Yeah, exactly. It makes your, your stomach explode. And that's what it did to this infected guy. He's dead. That's if it travels down to your stomach. I hear right. some people who are longer, like have a longer esophagus. It just blows in the middle on the way down. So you got to be really careful if you're a Charlton Heston. So the family member's dead. So he's just like, ah, sweated up these sweats. Ah, get another one. So he just walks into like the lobby. I guess yeah, you know, like a lot of hotels have the little like. It's one you know, of those really upscale. And also we're talking about a downtown area. So there's a storefront too. Right. So it's like got to get the rubes in somehow. So he strips off. We get some more of that elderly chest hair going oh yeah and he's not liking the threads like he's like oh this is a good one but the color is awful and he like throws it across the room god this guy for being isolated for so long he's he's having a good time right well you gotta have a good time this is is home alone like an i am legend movie i never thought of it i don't know is it it's kind of close to it Kevin's isolated. Only two other people really seem to exist in the world, and they're after to eat his fingers and toes. I don't know. <laughs> so we've explained he's the you know, last man on Earth. He hasn't seen the last woman on we Earth. We talked yet. about the fog he's having. It's like some right. crazy So hybrid. foggy that he's thinking about fucking a mannequin. Yeah. Not even one of those, like, $5,000 fuck dolls. This is like, I'm going to fuck a mannequin. Yeah. I'm going to drill a hole in it and fuck it. I hear there was a cut scene from the Will Smith one where he was growing, like, gourds. And everyone's like, why is he growing the gourds? He's not eating the gourds. You know what he was doing with the gourds. 
He was gorging the gourds? He was gorging the gourds. Well, this is a PG movie, so we can't have Charles Nelson fucking a gourd. Exactly. What kind of gourd? A pumpkin? I don't know. A that cantaloupe? was the question. It, it might have been a cantaloupe. It's a melon, isn't it? I don't know. What is it? They are of the same family. Okay. They they are in the, like, the same family as like, squashes and shit. Okay. It's pretty weird, He's huh? He's squashing it, all right? He's squashing it. And just as he's about to lunge on this poor mannequin, he spots another one that moves a little. Yeah. And he's like, Black mannequins? That can't be right. This is still the 70s. This is still the 70s. We haven't gotten diversity yet. So, and she's not doing a really good job about... I I think she thought they were playing freeze tag. Maybe. Because she's just kind of staying there. Jay Giles' song Freeze Frame is playing in the background. damn it. I hate that song so much. And she just books out of there. She had a beautiful afro. Perfect. Oh, my God. I don't know how she's keeping up her hair in this 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 post apocalypse. Everybody is keeping up their appearances despite being some of the few people. That's remaining. what that's what irks me about that Walking Dead show. It's yeah. like everybody has not only clothes, stylish clothes. Yeah, like, and that's the one that I liked about the uh, the fuck was it? What was the movie? Viggo Mortensen, The Road, where it was like a post-apocalyptic yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They were wearing like the shit, like whatever they could find. Like he had his shoes were like duct taped together and shit. Okay. That's how it would be in real yeah. life. Yeah, cold and miserable and just But awful. like Walking Dead, everyone has like fucking $300 boots and shit and all this. Yeah, everything's clean cool. and shit. That's what would have really helped separate uh, Nevin? Neville. Negan. Negan, yeah. Because if he shows up and he's got like fucking... 50s daddy uh, leather on and everything, looking badass and busting people up. That would have stood out a little bit more. But So he's like, wait, stop. And he's chasing. She's like, this guy's crazy. You know, He's about to fuck a mannequin. Right. Lord knows what he'll do to me. And, I mean, shit, when he gets to the park and he realizes, I can't run anymore. I'm, I, might, I just did a four-minute mile this morning. I, it takes a while for my lungs to come what, back. What he, what he thinks was, he doesn't, he doesn't have a timer. He's fucking 70 years old. Well, Four Murray, minute come mile. on. This is what he's telling himself. He's got right. it. I got it. I still got it. I still got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he realizes he's talking to himself. So he's like, is this where I lose it? No. No. In fact, I better go get a drink. I think the sun's going down. Time to go to Margaritaville. And he goes to the nearest bar. And this, I did not get this plan of his at all. Because he doesn't go to, we hear him later say, make sure to go to a place with plenty of windows. He goes into a laser disc vault that also happens to have wine in it. That is not the place you go. And Higgins was not going to allow him to drink that wine. Higgins would not Zombie Higgins was like, are you going to drink that wine? That's a $5,000 bottle. That's a $5,000 bottle. I'll give you the thirty-seven fifty bottle. <laughs> so you guys would be cracking up if Griff hadn't <laughs> fucked up that Magnum episode. <laughs> But of course, you've already listened to our our redo episode a couple days ago. But anyway, let's hope the redo comes let's out. Hope. Yeah, <laughs> I know. A spoiler alert: it might not come out. So yeah, he's just swigging off the fucking wine. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's reckless now. He's just like, he, I think, because he thinks he's going nuts because he doesn't believe that it was a real woman. So he's like, "Fuck it, I gotta get, I gotta get fucked up." Oh yeah, maybe he is pushing his luck because it was just like. I'm clearly losing something here, so fuck yeah. it. I'm just going to you know, really throw my chips to the wind yeah, here. I'm leaving Las Vegas. Leaving it. 
So just like when when you see like a tiny little bat in the corner or something, you're like, what the fuck is that over there? Or a giant spider or something. He notices some black pile in the corner. It's like, I got to go investigate that. And he slowly starts lurking over there. And I think it does start to kind of pop up and he sees that it's a family member. But before he can really react, there's an, three more family members and they push a wine rack on him. Right. And then he's knocked out. He comes to... He's like at a courthouse. Yeah, the gathering house. It was a uh, wrestling ring, of course, for Juggalo wrestling, or family wrestling. And we see Matthias. He's at. He's where the judge would be with a gavel. And they're just saying, you are obsolete. You will be discarded. Oh, yeah. You can tell this is one of those good courts where they really see things straight. This is like current Supreme Court. Yeah, and they're just like, you have been found guilty. And he's like, ah, oh, what, you know, well, I know my rights. I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> they, got him, they got him, like, tied down to a table. And then for some reason, he's like, take him into my little room. He calls it his little room. I didn't get this either. Like, they, he's building up for everybody, his bigger audience, and now he wants to go have, a, like, a, a more private conversation in the literal room. And I thought it was going to be a one-on-one, but no, there's like eight other uh, family Right, like it would here. make sense because obviously Matthias is a cult leader, so he knows he's full of shit. So this would be where he reveals like he like agrees with like Neville. Yeah. And he's lying to his family members. I thought that's what we were going to get But no, too. yeah, you said he brings in a bunch of like, why did they go to another room? Like, we need to be in a smaller room with everybody. Yeah. So they cram everybody into this small room. Right. I guess it makes it harder for him to get away, I guess. And they immediately like like start harassing him. He's like, "Man, you guys really are the IRS." <laughs> <laughs> That's Heston. But he's yeah, he's cracking wise. He doesn't even take these guys seriously. He's just like, "You guys are the biggest goose." Well, because they're they're fucking juggalos. Of course, they're goose. You can't take right. them seriously. And that's where we see that like there's a bunch of family members surrounding him because they like sit him back down and give him a fresh one across the face for his little his little joke. And it's like, if you guys are so organized, why aren't you trying to find a cure for your disease? Because these people are in the middle stage. They're not, they're not, they're still alive, but they're fucking leprosy looking. Leprous. Yeah. Leprous? Leprous. And he's like, because this is the way we want to look, all right? Yeah. This is, there is no cure, motherfucker. What, are you trying to say we're not perfect the way we are? God made us in his slashy image. Did you see Jesus on the cross? He's full of weird leprosy wounds and open wounds, and he's got a spear in his chest too. We're just we're just in his image. In fact, there is no cure. Right. The burden is you, and we are blessed with the mock because everybody's wearing mirrored shades right now. And he's like. Show him the mock, and they take all take off their shades at once. Ooh, yeah, they got Macho Man Randy Savage shades on. Oh, yeah. Got the little like tape, like lines Just on them. Lines on them, and then across the 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 brim, it said "Snap into a Slim Jim." And they all got like white pupils, not pupils, white irises. Yes. And so he's like, "You are guilty of using science, medicine, machines, and lube." You must be discarded. We've seen the mannequins. We've found your gourd patch. We've seen the despoiled mannequins. (laughs) Use a wet nap or something, you (laughs) sick freak. Clean up. Think of it like a gym. Clean up after yourself. You have been found guilty of being modern. (laughs) So they put the old dunce cap on them. That was good. That was a good touch. Fast forward. 
Got to. They're this, hauling them off to like the L.A. Coliseum to, yeah. to finish them off. They got that sweet like uh, horse buggy kind of carriage well, thing that well, they all have to carry. Yeah, because they're not going to do the car. Yeah, of course. Carry them off. So I take them to the, like the L.A. Coliseum. They put they. They got like a like a they're gonna burn them like a witch. Yeah. They got like a funeral not a funeral pyre, but it's a pyre itself. But they got, you notice they had like TVs and shit too in yeah. it and all this shit. It was a cool look. And they strap them down and they're ready to set them on fire. And then the lights of the stadium go on and blind- hit the lights. And it blinds all of them, so they go scurrying to their corners. And then we see a guy dressed like the gyro captain from Road Warrior. He's got the like the. World War One like fighter pilot yeah. cap on and Dutch is his name. Dutch, young hippie kid, runs over, cuts Neville free of his bon- uh, bondage bonds bonds, and uh, you know starts ushering him to a utility closet. And he just kind of pushes him in there, and then Dutch just goes back out and does Dutch things. Yeah, I think he's he, well. I think he was trying to. He was going to distract. He them was distracting. So they, yeah. And he and then lo and behold, the black woman from earlier is in there. Yeah. And she's like, free sucker! It's really... They were, I could tell a white person wrote these lines because they were really hitting you with, like, I think this is how black people talk. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of those black people shows. You shot turkey! Don't you move, honey! And he's got the gun on him. And he's like, don't worry. I'm a jive turkey. I won't do anything. And then he like, slaps the gun away from her and gets control. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he does. He slaps the gun out of her hand. He does? Yes. How does she get the gun back? Does he give it to her? Yes, I think he does. I think he's like, we're not, we're not, we're on the same side or something. But oh, he had okay. to show, he had to show his dominance. Oh, so. shit. I didn't even notice that. And then she's like, you know how to drive, you know how to ride a bike? I can figure it out. And they they, they find like a, was it in the room? There was like a motocross bike. Yeah, they had like a closet where they had the motocross bike in. They pull it out. And she's like, I'm going to be back here, but I'm no ramrod or something. I'm a ramrod. She was saying something about being a ramrod. Something a white person thought of a black person would say. So she's still got the gun on him. She's trying to hold on. We see the stunt take over. The wig wig is on. (laughs) The helmet with a wig (laughs) glued on. And then we hear, Viva, Viva Knievel. And they start doing, we actually see scenes from Viva Knievel where he's going around the, remember when he was getting Lauren Hutton on the back of his bike? He's popping wheelies. It was great because they cut through the the field of the stadium. A lot of sped up footage. down Down the bleachers and everything, going down the stairs and all that. Like you said, popping wheelies. There, he jumps over five buses. Like it was, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, they were five family members, but they were long ways. So it was like you know, like forty feet. And then, but then we're like, uh oh, they set up some kind of blockade. Hang on to your draw, sister. We're going up. And like, thankfully, there was like a ramp right in front of their uh, their blockade, and he just wee. They go over it. So and they escape. Yeah, just we come to the next morning, and they're arriving at a new place. And apparently, this is Lisa and Dutch's hangout. Right, and we know we see there's, there's he's not the last man on earth. There are survivors, and we see there's li- and like COVID, it doesn't affect children as badly as it does adults. That's right. So there's a bunch of children, and they're all in awe. Are you the man that's been going around killing everyone? And you kind of, they're kind of scared of them. Yeah, because. Lisa has to explain, like, with the family going around at night with their torches and their bolt throwers fucking up all the buildings, then you running around at, during the day, screeching your tires, 
playing your loud uh, jazz music and shooting people. They're terrified. And then Dutch rolls up, and he's just like, he reveals, like, look, man, I've heard of you, Colonel, and all your, your, your vaccines and stuff. Because I was actually going to work for you at one time. When I was going to work for the man before I found, you know, the hippie ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, we're laying out because, you know, this is like foreshadowing that we need somebody who knows some medical tech. Yes. So he knows a little bit about what Neville, who's an expert in right. vaccines, knows. We need just enough where he'd be able to take something. Uh, the You know, obviously Neville is going to do all the hard work, but uh, Dutch can take. The but we learned that these kids, even though they're OK, they're not immune. Right. And they're getting a little sensitive to light. Some of the kids are wearing sunglasses. They look. They just looked really cool. I thought, but they weren't. They yeah. were. They were infected. Okay. And we learned that uh, Lisa has a little brother named Richie, and he's really fucked up. And he's about to turn. So a- yeah. So we cram in a little room to check on because you know, of course, Neville is willing to help out. So he's like, right. "Let me see the little guy. I'll take a look at him." And we cram in the room that Richie's in, and they've got, like, a little candle there, and he's, like, putting it right in front of Richie's face to see how sensitive his eyes really are. And then he, like, lifts his eyelid. Yeah, and his little afro's a little gray, and his, his skin's a little white. And so he's about to turn. And he's like, oh, this, we got to work on a vaccine for this kid. <laughs> I got to go back to my place. He's like, yeah, man, why? And then Dutch is like, why aren't you in one of those sweet-ass high-rises that... that Five people can live in. Right. He's like, first of all, why are you hanging out in the city? Are you some kind of exterminator? And then he g- continues asking him, like, why are you staying in a little house? And, I mean, come on. He's he's a red-blooded conservative. And he's just like, no damn dirty juggalos are going to throw me out of my house. Right. And so uh, they confirm the rich could change it because – because apparently it's, it's it's much like with the the walkers on The Walking Dead. It could be uh, five hours after a bite you turn. It could be five seconds. Like we we don't know. You could turn immediately. Yeah. With this shit. So and like yeah, Dutch has explained that he even gives us a little anecdote. I had a friend. I looked at him one minute, perfectly fine. Had a little gray in his hair. Turn around the next minute, fucking ghoul. Right, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm immune." I was vaccinated. What? Yes. And we could probably turn my blood into a, a serum to cure everybody. So let's go back to my crib. So while we're dro- driving over there, you know, Dutch is asking him, like, well, if you have this in you and you have your lab and you have all your stuff, like, have you been trying to cure these people? And Neville actually does regale us on a time that he did capture a family member. And this scene I loved. Or it was also in Fast Forward. He captures a a family member in his house, and he's just jamming him. He's injecting him with every kind of fago you can imagine. Red pop, rock and (laughs) rye. Because he's thinking the way to reverse the juggalo is to give him the counter to the fago flavor or something. But just... There's right. so many fagos. Every fago flavor has a counter flavor. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's like, which one does this guy have? But even in 75, unlike the population of L.A., there was 4,000 fago flavors. Right. That's too many. Right. And so it didn't work. He's like, I tried. He's like, it's not as easy as it looks, kid. You know how many flavors of fago there are out there? 
So, you know, yeah. So he did, and he admitted he wasn't working. Out yeah. Right so they get back to his house, and, I mean, Neville's ready for business. He's like, all right, throw the kid in here, It's where he happens to keep his empty boxes. Lisa was not impressed by his empty box collection. Uh, and and they, he's just like, I think I'm just going to inject Richie with my blood and see if that works. That's what he, he did. He just had a vial of his blood, and he's just like injecting Richie with it. Right. It was it was pretty intense. So he's he's flirting up quite a lot with Lisa. I mean, like on their way to the room, he's just like, I wasn't expecting a lady, especially one that's thirty years younger than me. Yeah, but yeah. you know, this is a Charlton Heston movie, so you have to fall in love with me <laughs> instead of like Dutch or something. He's more your age, <laughs> right? And uh, so after they inject him, they're like, okay, Richie's gonna need some time. Dutch is gonna head off back to you know the cabin in the woods or wherever else they were staying. And we get this cute little girl. Well, I think they're going to get all the kids out of town. Yeah, they're planning on doing that. But Dutch is going to go hang out with the kids, whereas Richie – Richie. Well, Richie is going to stay there. Lisa and um, Neville Neville are going to stay back with Richie. But they did bring that little girl with with them, and she's got a lot of questions for Why is the sky blue? You know, all the questions the little kid asks. What happens when you die? And he's humoring her. He's oh, tousling yeah. the hair. Probably terrifying her with the teeth. Right. Yeah. And then she finally just goes, are you God? Maybe I am. I, I like Lisa's answer to this because she ste- steps up and goes, we don't even know if he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So Nev and Lisa are hanging back to keep an eye on Richie. And you could tell. It's getting... The, the the fog is really starting to. There's get, no fog. This is a mutual thing. This is some sexual tension. There can't be fog and sexual tension. There's not even a simmer of fog. No, because the Griff, I explained it so well. The fog the is final, when someone doesn't want the, it. Yes, the fog is a madness that comes over someone where they it's someone they shouldn't be fucking. Okay, or fucking with. But they can't stop themselves. That's why it's a fog, Griff. Your mind gets fogged. This is just a meet cute. These are just people. Griff, Griff not all relationships are the fog, Griff. <laughs> you can have loving relationships. I understand that. But two years of frustration and everything, you think he's like trying to do this the he's right way. He's also elderly. You got to remember. And he probably a- can't even get an erection, for Christ's sake. I was just listening to a story about the invention of Viagra and all that shit. Well, it wasn't in 77. It wasn't. So it he probably ain't back. He's he's got a limp dick going on. So you can't have fog. That if, might that might no. That's just frustration. Okay, right. you There's can't have cock fog, fog if you can't get an erection. No. <laughs> okay. All right. You're getting, there, now you're fogging me up. I don't know there, what's going happening. There's now. strict rules to the fog, and I'm just trying to lay them all out for everybody because oh. we're educators. Exactly. Exactly. Go listen to Violent City if you really want to. Because first of all, it needs more love, and it's a great movie. And we explain the fog in detail. Yes. Which we were not going to do here. Right. And so, I mean, Lisa's already getting herself ready. She's got a drink going, and she's going over to the record player, and she puts on, you know. You think she already fucked Dutch, and she's, like, done with him? That's why she's, like, into Neville? Maybe. Maybe Dutch said, yeah, well. Maybe Dutch Dutch could be gay. We don't know. I was just going to say, maybe when he was at Woodstock, he was exploring. He was in the orgy piles getting COVID, and he said, you know, I'm a big fan of penis. I'm going to go that way. And so it took a Woodstock orgy pile for him to discover that he was gay. He was only twenty or something, you know. 
you don't know by the time you're 20? Maybe he was fighting it a little bit. You know, society raised him, telling him, no, you like women. He got he got his first taste of penis. Why are we talking about Dutch, the most useless character in this movie? Who cares about his backstory? He's got a cool middle finger on his check. He's very Mm, cool. Yeah. So they're 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 hitting it off, and just he's and he's just like he he makes like a comment to Caesar. You're gonna make your move, and then Lisa pipes up over it after she's put on that music. Kenny G. Yep, Kenny G. And she's like, she's into Kenny G too. So she's like, maybe we we're vibing. He's yeah. Why? I have something in common with an elderly old white guy. Weird. But I'm, yeah, and she's like, I made my I made my move. Honey, because remember, this is a white person writing this for a black person. Right. And so you're, just as he's about to just yeah, jump her bones. They're getting cozied up on the couch and everything. And yeah, you start hearing, never, never. And she's like, oh, my God, is that Matthias? It's another one of her exes. She's <laughs> like, we, me, me and Richie, we used to roll with fucking Matthias. Richie. Anybody seen him? But you know what? It <laughs> was. It's just like, I Matthias. He's crazy. Like we we had to get the fuck out of there when he was giving us shit because we weren't because we weren't white. Yeah, because he's super white. We bailed on him, but he ain't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like after that nice touching story of getting ditched by <laughs> Matthias, and she, he's like, "Wow, this girl really is going to be warm for my form because she ditched." Like when you're Matthias the, ditched her. Is it? Yeah. I mean, she thinks she might be the last woman on earth. Do we see any women? We see little girls. We see. There are a couple family members there. I was going to say, I think some of them. I don't know if they use their genitals in the family, though. They fall off, Griff. That's <laughs> oh, the first they? thing that happens. <laughs> you just splat. <sighs> so the power gets cut just yeah, as they're about to have it. the first. Yeah, and I'm kind of the first. As far as we know, because we do no research, the first interracial kiss in a mo- in a major Hollywood movie. I don't know. It could be. So I was thinking, oh, my God. I mean, Cop out. Yeah. They're really going to do this. Are they going to? So, yeah. We're just like, yeah, they don't kiss. So they don't kiss. Neville realizes, fuck, I didn't refill the generator when we got back. And here's the thing, Griff. He invented Viagra while he had time. And he's like, sense. shit, but he only has like a few hours. He's like, got to get that generator up. Got to get that generator up. <laughs> so he's like rushing to get that because he's like, I forgot to put the gas in the generator. He throws a gun over to Lisa. She, she grabs it and she's like, what do I do with this? It's just for comfort. And then he heads down the elevator shaft. There's no power. Right. So he has to descend it. He hooks it up to his belt loop and then just right. hooks it up to his fucking erection. And he just <laughs> slides down. And he's feverishly working. While that's going on, Zachary's had enough. He's like, no, I don't give a shit. I got to kill this fucking guy. And Matthias is like, he's kind of at his wit's end, too. He's like, be my guest. Go ahead. Please, just remember, this motherfucker is the luckiest man on Earth. He crashed. He survived a helicopter crash. Who does that? Walked away from it. Walked away. Only Ric Flair is the only other guy to do that. That's right. And so, uh, I don't know, is is a grappling hook modern technology? Can you? It, they're, they're making up their rules as they go along. I think they accept it because it's just a hook. I mean, they make a bolt thrower for fuck's sake. So I think <laughs> yeah. a grappling hook they're okay with, as long as it's like organic material. Okay, so, you know these guys are piss drinkers too, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And so he's climbing up the outside of the the balcony, 
He's getting his way up there. He's struggling. Yep. We've got Neville getting the. He's like mixing using uh, uh, basters and everything, mixing up the <laughs> generator and everything. It's looking like it's taking him forever, right? But it really takes him like a minute to get it back up and running. Right. And then the spotlight. So it, the spotlights go back on. And I think uh, Zachary like is, hides in a corner of the balcony. He's like, like, yeah. So he is outside Neville's balcony now because there was two different balconies he had to go up to to get to Neville's balcony. Right. And just when you're thinking, like, you're getting that tense music building up, and Lisa's looking out the window with the gun, like, you know, someone's gonna come in. The lights go on. And then, you know, you hear the, everybody shrieking, and she, like, gives, you know, has a nice sigh of relief. And then you hear the elevator start coming back up. Right. And now the ten- tension's building, building again. Right. And then the door slowly opens, and you just see a silhouette come out. She's, she's got the gun ready. And then she notices it's fucking Neville. And then Neville pulls out a gun and just opens fire at her. She dives away, and it's because we see Zachary coming in through the, the balcony door. Right. Fucking unloads on Zachary. So th- I guess everything worked out. Luckiest man in the world, for sure. Because he walks out with that giant fucking Viagra erection. Right. He's got like an hourglass because he's, you know, he's like, the sands of time and yeah. my erection are going on. And you got Lisa on the floor looking up at him standing over her. She's with like, that come on, thing. sucker. <laughs> and then he just leaps on her. Yeah. And we see the first interracial kiss. Right, it's a the lighting's a little off still, but we see it. All right, who so, knew Charlton Heston was gonna? Yeah, he had the first interspecies kiss yeah. in our last movie. I don't know what he's gonna do for Soylent Green. I think he's gonna suck his dick. I think so too. So or he invented shrimping in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was there, was there some shrimping in this movie? Did he was he sucking on the first interracial shrimping? Did we see that? They, did I miss that? They did not put it in that the version I saw. That was too risque. They did not put it in, in the version I saw. In the European cut, it's there. I believe it's in the Euro cut, yeah. yes. Oh. <laughs> they call them prawns over there, of course. Yes. Anyways, next morning, the two of them, of course, like, this has got to be a, a very, very good feeling. Great words by me. Very, very good feeling. Two years without seeing other humans, you get a man, get some bone action. Very good feeling. So they head down to the pharmacy together. They're they're just laughing it up, having such a good time. She's like, right. "Why is everything? It's everything's covered in cobwebs. I don't the spiders know. are out of control. Spiders are out of control. Yeah. They're immune to COVID, is what we learned. Yeah. And they, maybe they have the what we need. They could just take the spider venom. Either that, yeah. or you turn into Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, the germ warfare had to do something to the spiders to make them super badass. And then she notices a box and she just chuckles to herself. What's going on? Birth control pill, honey. I don't know why they had to put honey on it every word. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you said it. Whitest writers ever. <laughs> yeah. And then Chuck goes, like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> we know Neville always finishes on the face. Yeah. He never finishes inside the woman. <laughs> He's got to be shooting blanks at this point, too. He's 70. You don't... You don't Start shooting blanks. You don't become infertile. Seventy old men have kids all the time. Yeah, that's true. Aging doesn't make a man infertile. It it doesn't make you completely infertile, but it lowers your chance of impregnating. Okay. Those seventy year olds, man, all that vague. I don't know. So we have a little uh, levity for the tension we're feeling. And now we got to head back. I think this was his old army lab. There's a lot of back and forth in this fucking yeah. movie. It's 
to his house, back to some other place. So we mentioned it. The first half is like big open spaces and everything. We're getting into all the condensed spaces. So we don't even see them traveling anywhere. They're just like in another building with cobwebs. And now we're in another building with dead uh, army people maybe and uh, cobwebs. Yeah. But I think this is his old lab. Cause yeah, because he, he's got all the machinery and shit. Yeah. And he, he's got like a a black box or something that could survive a plane crash because it's just sitting right there and it's got all of his like samples and everything still alive and well, even though they looked organic. I don't know what was going on here. His little samples. That <laughs> they got don't out? know what was okay. going on. This is the pseudoscience. I got a lot of vials of every kind of Fago you can imagine. Yes, of course. And he's just in inje- He finds the right injection for Richie. Right. There was also a spot there where Lisa like, looks at the calendar and she gets sad about it i didn't understand what was going on there because it was a calendar from two years prior or something there's a lot of calendars in this movie yeah and everybody gets sad when they see it we just see him go eureka rock and rye that's the perfect blend for richie rock and rye and richie comes he's, he's his the whiteness goes away from his hair his eyes are like normal he can see in the, the light now this kid's Everything. hungry for soup again Right. You know you're a kid when you're hungry for soup again. Right. What kind of soup was it, bro? Uh, chicken noodle O. Chicken noodle O. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where instead of noodles, they're O's. Okay. It's more fun. It wasn't shaped like dinosaurs or anything? That's uh, Chef Boyardee stuff. Okay. And this was clearly not a pasta he was eating. So Lisa's like, look, honey. Once again, honey. I'm going to go shopping, honey. So she goes off to go shopping, even though they just went shopping in the previous scene. And, of course, they're they're ready to head out to wherever Dutch's keep their cabin in the woods or some shit. Uh, And this is where we get to see Neville tell her, like, oh, yeah, make sure that you're shopping in places with lots of lights and you have a flashlight on you and you have a gun on you and you come back before nightfall. Like, he's going through all that, even though we saw him do the wine cellar thing just a little while ago. Even though she survived on her own for two years. I don't know why she needs to hear this shit. But she also stayed more towards the the cabin out on the outskirts, so. All I know is, for some reason, only Charlton Heston knows, he needs to take his shirt off to draw blood from himself. So he's shirtless, (laughs) pump like, squeezing this thing to get that blood pumping because they need his blood. It's It's just a mixture of his blood and rock and rye. You got Richie next to him, who also has some pretty gnarly teeth, slurping <laughs> up the chicken noodle O, and just like, is that real good blood, mister? And, um, you know. Ch- he's like, well, you're, we're going to be taking your blood after. He's like, he's like when you I'm, get older yeah, and I'm, your blood count goes up, we're going to take your blood. <laughs> you're going to be like, we're going to tie you up and just drain your blood from you. Adrenochrome, hello. So then they go up to the roof? Yeah, because... Reasons. I don't remember why they go to the roof. He's just like showing around the place, having a real talk with them. Uh, there was like a moment there, or no, the moment's coming up here on the roof, because Richie, now that he's got his wits about to wits about him again, his thinker is thinking again. He's asking him all these questions about the family, and he's like, you know, we used to follow him. They didn't seem all that bad. I mean, you were terrifying, <laughs> right? In a way, you kind of remind me of them. And he's they're like, vermin. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not going like, to. So great. We're going to help Matthias. Him? Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that was what Richie was curious about. Let's yeah. go cure everybody. No, they're vermin. I'm going to fucking murder them. 
And he's got like a mounted uh, a chain gun up on his roof and everything. Yeah. And so Richie's like playing with it a little and bit. Then he's like, but then he sees like, you know what, kid? I'm not going to murder him, but fuck him all the same. I'm still not going to help him. Yeah, I'm just not going to help him. And so, you know, he's like, if I could, maybe I would go kill them all. And if I could just find the gathering. Well, I know where the gathering is. It's like, what? You know where the gathering is? And I think he tells him straight up. Yeah, he does. Circuit Court down at the city center, Civic Center? Civic yeah, Center? Center, Civic Center? <laughs> <laughs> you scare me more than Matthias sometimes, little boy. I'm gonna kill all those motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's just like, "What? Like they weren't that bad?" Yeah. Anyways, so the Dutch shows up. Neville's like, "Hey, man, I got my blood in this fucking mason jar. We're all set. Don't worry about it." Yeah, he he drives out to visit Dutch. Yeah, yeah, and so. He's uh, telling them, you know, we're learning that he's coming back. All the kids and everybody uh, skedaddling out of town tomorrow. So when he comes back, we're getting a shot of Richie writing a nice little note and putting it on Caesar's head. And then we see Neville arrive, uh, you know, several moments later. And he's yelling out, Richie, Lisa, where is Anybody seen Richie? Anybody seen Richie? He grabs one of those... Fucking giant Frankfurter talks into it, <laughs> throws it. Just takes a chunk and stubs it like a sees cigar. That, that, sees that note on Caesar. Gone to find out who's right. Because he Richie still believes in these. He doesn't realize these people are vermin because they don't look like us. That's right. They got gross skin. You can't ugh, hang out with people with gross <laughs> so skin. So Richie shows up at the Civic Center, and he's captured immediately. And Matthias is like, Richie, like, Richie, you came back. Where have you been, my man? You're not going to believe this. I got cured, and we're going to cure you. I'm better now. Better? What are you saying? You're saying what we are is worse? We are as God made us. Yeah. We don't want to be cured. We're great. But it, it'd be better. You can see, and the light won't hurt you. We're just God's little sheep. And then he's like, Matthias is like, if Richie's here, Neville can't, will be far behind. We can finally get Neville. So now we're seeing, we just get a cut to a bunch of people like uh, taking their torches and heading for the streets. They're wild in the streets. And we see uh, Lisa coming back from her grocery shopping. She did a terrible job of shopping because it is the middle of the night. Yeah, she did not listen to Neville at all. Did not listen to Neville. And we get the shot where she we get we're looking from behind Lisa and we see in the distance the torch crew coming by and just like the ex- She drops her groceries because she's like, Holy shit. Yeah. I lost track of time. This is just like uh the story she told of like when she first caught up with Matthias. She was hiding away and she heard the people coming through the streets and she was drawn to them and followed them for a while. So she drops her groceries and she had this big headscarf thing on and she starts undoing it and then White hair. She turned, man. She's not immune. So now Neville arrives at the courthouse. I thought they were going to set a trap for him. Did they leave Richie dead there? Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was, I was When it was just empty and everything, it was crazy. A lot of fast-forwarding here, too. Yeah, so Neville jumps in his army jeep, 
drives off, immediately crashes. But he, he's the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, he is. A, again, the luckiest car man. goes flying. The family, because they will not drive a car, the push cars. are pushing cars, <laughs> yeah. and they're nearly hitting them it's and like, everything. Yeah, it's like Frogger. Yeah, it is. And he splats, and he goes flying, but he's all right. And I, he gets out of the car. The family, again... Will not use weapons. They won't. They won't even use a sling for some reason. Right. So they're getting out with clubs and pitchforks, like eighty feet away. And so right. Neville is able to get up and just spray bullets in their direction. Right. So he gets away from this without. And they won't any use Fitbits, so their cardio is all shit. They don't. They cannot run at all. Yeah. He literally just walks back to his <laughs> house. Yeah, he walks back to his house, and he goes another four minute mile. <laughs> Gets in his place again. And he just immediately starts calling, Lisa, Lisa, you home yet? I'm here, honey. Oh, I love her black sass. <laughs> yeah. She didn't lose that. She didn't lose that. And he's like, come on, we got to go. And then she shows herself, reveals that she. Well, she walks out and she's wearing a fucking trash lodge uh, gathering robe. Right. Like it was sleek and shiny, unlike the other people who just well, have well, to travel. She, of course she does. So yeah, she, she blinged it. She comes out and she reveals herself, and she's, he's just like, "What the fuck?" And then slowly, all around him, family members start gathering. Gathering family, 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 and then they start trashing all this beautiful shit that he stole from the museums. Because yep. hey, he's the last man on earth; he should enjoy this shit, right? And I, these are these are crazy. They're like the Mike Lindells. I'm gonna ban all or sue all machines. That's his whole thing. He's starting a lawsuit to ban all machines. So they're kind of taken up from Mike Pillow. They're going to ban all machines. They did not ruin any of his pillows. That, you're true. That's true. That's true. I didn't see a single Leave pillow. Leave the hockey. pillows. Destroy the arts. <laughs> and they do destroy the art. Yeah. And so Matthias gets, uh, you know, they're going to start ushering Neville out of the house. But these people, they're so fucking weak. A seven-year-old man just goes, eh, <laughs> and then Neville's got a knife held out. He takes the knife, gets behind him, and holds the knife to his neck, uh, goes into the little case he had nearby, and gets the serum out, puts it in his pocket. It's, and- just, it's literally just a mason jar full of blood. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. And then he uh, grabs Lisa and just runs out the door. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. Yeah. He escapes in this movie. You're like, oh, my God, he's trapped this. No. <laughs> Yeah. And he gets outside. They stop for some reason. She because up then I don't know what what they just pull this out of their ass. Where it's like Matthias is like Dracula now. Where anyone who gets turned, he can control now. Yes. So he's like Lisa because he's, he's up on the balcony. Yeah, this was kind of a cool shot, and he's like spreading out his little robe and everything. Lisa, come to me, and she's like, and she can't stop herself now. All of a sudden, right? And so you got he's. Um, Neville's standing in front of his cool water fountain now, and he's just like, Lisa, no, don't listen to him. Come with me. And he's trying to get his gun ready, but it's jammed. He can't shoot Matthias in the face today. Right. And I think he just sits there and just tries to fuck with his gun forever. What's going on? Matthias notices there's a spear on the floor of the balcony. From Zachary. Oh, so Zachary had had a spear. Yeah. Kind of racist. Have a black man have a spear. Love it. So I thought he had a gun. He had both. Oh god. He was hiding the gun from everybody. So I don't think anybody he, saw in the family that he had a gun. Oh okay, that makes sense. So we, we what Neville didn't know was that Matthias won a gold medal in the Olympics for javelin. 
So he throws a perfect fucking spear throw, hits <laughs> hits Neville in the chest. <laughs> Hits him in the it, it hit him in the shoulder and it did not go all the way through though. Yeah, that was the, the problem. That's what that's how you know. So he, it's probably infected with COVID too. So he falls into the the the, the fountain. Yep, and he's just and he's like, damn it, because it's like ten minutes to like sun up. Right. For some reason, Matthias they set the building on fire. Matthias is just standing there on the balcony. Yeah. They just leave? I don't know what... I have no idea. They assume, I guess they assume he's dead, even though he's... he's... It's a blur. <laughs> we know that Matthias wanted... I mean, I guess now that Neville I, I is... guess what happened was... And this is why I don't know why they set the building on fire. They have to hide in the fucking building because the sun's coming up. Yeah. Because Lisa just starts... She just covers herself with her robe and just lays on the just ground. Just lays on the ground, yeah, like a turtle or something. She turtles <laughs> up. Because we can't... Like, we see, uh, you know... Actually, no, he doesn't quite die yet. No, so Dutch doesn't. comes the next morning, and Neville is just barely holding on. And he manages it. Like, Dutch comes over, picks him up out of the fountain, and he manages to hand here's off the Here's the syrup. jar of my secret pizza sauce. Oh, yeah. You're and here's make- also the serum. And he's like, we're going to rebuild humanity with this pizza sauce and this serum. Help Lisa. And then she's just like... Yeah, what what happened to Lisa? All of a sudden, she's catatonic now. She's just like I guess they put her in the car. They grab her and put her in the car. But I'm like, I don't know what's going on with her mentally. I don't know why she's like a zombie now. Yeah, I mean, I guess it takes. Maybe that's why Matthias is such a leader figure, is because he's one of the few that can actually talk. And but wouldn't that make him an outcast too? But Zachary could talk. Zachary could as well, but we only see those two talk. Oh, I don't know. And then. Very humbly, Charlton Heston dies in a Christ-like pose. He puts his arms out. That's a 70s thing. Collapses. All the 70s actors. What's that Paul Newman one where he eats all the eggs? Cool Hand Luke. He passes out on a Christ-like figure, too. What is the deal with these people in Christ-like? I don't know, but we get a nice, bleak 70s ending. He died. Well, I mean, mankind survives, I guess. But maybe not. We maybe don't know. Not. Dutch we doesn't know. know shit, for all we know. So choose your own adventure at this point. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. It's a lot easier to get through than uh, the Last Man on Earth, but Last Man on Earth is also really good. Yeah. And we're not even going to talk about the Will Smith one. Mm. All not right, a- not after what he did to Chris Rock, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll never forgive him for that. Never. So I'll never forgive him for having Jaden and Willow. <laughs> so uh, did you hear? <laughs> You know the comedian George Wallace? He's a black comedian. Nah. He was talking about Will Smith. I, I guess he's got beef with Will Smith. He's like, fuck him and his weird kids. <laughs> Honey. No, um, so, yeah. So now we're coming into the final movie of our Charlton Heston Apocalypse Trilogy. And it's a good one, Griff. It's a good it's one. It's set in the far-off future of 2022. Oh, I don't like where this is going. That's right, people. In this next movie, we're going to literally find out you are what you eat when we do Soylent Green. So see us next week where we finish it out, and we're taking a week and a half off. Griff, what are you doing? What are you doing for the next week, Griff? People want to know. At Pentwater? Yeah. Where I'm going? Yeah. I have no clue. It's probably going to be a lot of uh, staying indoors. Because that's what you do on a Michigan vacation. You stay indoors. I don't know. Sounds great. I have no idea. We're going to a water park. So I have a niece and nephew. Well, two nephews. So it's going to be pretty much whatever they want to do. I might fuck off and go to some trails or something. So that'll be my quiet time. Me? 
I'll be stuck on working. So see ya next week. Cause, and you, lucky you guys, you're not, there's going to be no interruptions for you guys because we go the extra mile for our fans. Most people are like, I'm taking a week off. Fuck yeah. my fans. No. Not us. We're like, no. What am I going to do? Opera's going to spend her Wednesday night talking to her husband? No. Not on my watch. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you next week for Soylent Green and keep it warm.